0: Art Next Door Prepared by Tuche Eran Art Next Door features the independent art scene in Neukölln and Berlin Free scene Community-based art Socially engaged artistic practice Artist-led project spaces Collectives Emerging and Young Artists. News and interviews will be broadcast in Art Next Door on Keith FM. So this is the sixth episode of Art Next Door, an online radio show at Keith FM, as well as a podcast on Anchor FM. I'm at Scotty Brolin, uh, located on Olaanenstrasse 46. Uh, we will talk with one of the members of SCOTI, an artist-run collective, Charlotte and uh, who is also one of the artists of the upcoming exhibition alongside Nina Torp. Uh, first, we will start with the history of Scotty and then we will talk about the new exhibition of Charlotte and Nina, titled Ein Head, a Broad Field, opening on September 25th. So first, let's start with the history of Scottie. Charlotte, could you tell us how the Scottie established, who are the members? Yeah, Um, Scottie is founded 2006 already and
1: uh, I was not a member at the very first month, at the very first beginning, but I joined after half a year or something like that. So I would say um, quite a long time a member and um, We started maybe with uh, 17 or 18 members, all different artists from different places, different uh, studying in different schools. Of course, everybody knows someone in every other corner, so I already knew a member before I joined study from art school, and that's why I uh, knew it and came here along. So, yeah, I think the first reason was there wasn't at that time so many project spaces. There was more about the idea Produzenten Gallery, but it's actually a very similar thing. But with the idea to act independently from the art market, that artists could do ourselves, not to need a, a gallery or something like that, or you know buyers to get in the public and have some exhibitions or the, even the possibility to show your work on a um, preview, no, what is the name? Art Fair, like preview or uh, Kunstsalon was very this time very popular for the art beginners, I would say, because we are pretty fresh from art schools then. So, um, so in the first time we changed every two weeks here the exhibition. It was very much a lot of work so we had only two days for set up the exhibition and then because we wanted to show as much as we could and we had, I don't, can't remember, so many exhibitions over all these years in this rooms. And we were very lucky that we found this space and that we are still here in Oranienstrasse because uh, he is the owner of his house, he is very, very much, uh, I couldn't say, like a promoter of us, because he really wants to promote the art scene in Kreuzberg as well, so that's why he's very patient with us, because it's very difficult to find a space you could pay for, mm-hmm. especially when you're an artist and have no funding at all. So we got our first funding three years ago it was more of a price on um, price for our project spaces and until then we had no funding at all so we were very much dependent on that we had so to pay here a low rent and everything and to do all the work just without any money. So the of course of that the group changed during the year some members have gone other ways because you, yeah it's a kind of a struggle as well to you know all to do the extra work because every artist has to earn some money and plus the work in the studio for your own art and then the extra work because you don't work only for your exhibitions you work for other artists as well so we all the time we had a lot of guests here so we changed the concepts during the years we started, you know, that every member could have an exhibition every year, something like that, and then we changed, we decided, you know, it's more interesting for us as well and for the, the whole space when we open it much more and have more guests, other artists, guests, other
0: curators, so... So does that mean that when a curator approaches you, are they also try to raise some money through funding so you support them that way or you just give the floor to them and then they do whatever they want or you collaborate with them closely to choose artists from your collective as well how how that process goes for you in terms of content Mm -hmm. and then just external collaboration. Yeah,
1: I mean, if someone has a concept to get some money, of course, we say, okay, we could sign anything you need or we could sign that you can have our room or if that's helpful, but we we don't have the resources to uh, looking for funding for other exhibitions. So what we offer is more likely our work, you know, our time that we are sitting here in the exhibition and watching the house during the exhibition, doing all the press work and having a website and doing all the work as professional as possible and offering the space of course because it's really difficult for artists, Uh, there are a lot of artists in Berlin to show their work and especially what I appreciate the most in these kind of project spaces is that you can work very, very independently, you can decide what you want to show and how you want to show it and not, you know, an a art market or something like that is saying you have to do it like this or so, it's just, uh, and Scotty members decide before we say, okay, this collective or these artists we want to show, it's a democratic process. So if most of the groups say, yeah, that's interesting, let's do it, then the artist or the artist group or the curator is totally free to use the space as they want it and Mm we don't tell them that's not good because this is before them. And we decide, okay, we can start. I mean, we have some restrictions in the room, of course, because some other people have their office upstairs and they have to cross the room. So... We have to find a way to live in peace together, but besides that, we have really, I would say, yeah, great possibilities to show works.
0: Then let's talk about a little bit your uh, artistic practice. Uh, what kind of artworks and what kind of mediums are interesting for you? Shall we then? We can also raise the question to Nina, and then we can discuss the current show.
1: Yeah, I mean we have the theme of the year, it's called theme of the year actually, it's more than a year, it's over two or almost three years that we have the theme for the Scottish space territories and um, I had my last show with another artist here five years ago, so it was time for me to have a kind of a duo show or something like that again. And I was thinking about the theme and I was looking for a lot of artists who I, you know, just like the the artworks and uh, actually I had some, you know, when you start, you had some ideas in your head and you still don't know in which direction you want to go. I still knew I want to do something with photography, but in a different way, not like photo-photo want to that maybe this as a starting point and to go in other directions and something with mixed media and it would be cool to find an artist who works with different medias and installations as well and has his, you know and fits on this territories theme as well. So it was quite difficult to find somebody like that. And uh, finally I asked a friend of mine or do you know someone? And she told me, yeah, I have been in a residency with a cool artist, you have to look on her website, and so that's why I found Nina Tor. and I instantly seen her work and thought, wow, that would be good, I think that's a good combination, and this that's why this uh, work is such uh, joy, that you explore, exploring, is this the word, other artists that, that's kind of inspiring yourself and your own work and have this kind of conversation about work and so we met, she's living, I don't want to talk too much about you you can yourself. <laughs> but she's living half in Berlin, half in Norway so we met first time in my studio and it was really, really uh, good to have this kind of oh we met first time we met here in the yeah. space yeah. Yeah. So uh, she, luckily, she was interested in to to try the experiment because yeah, we didn't know, knew each other, and yeah, it was a good process. And so we we found the way how we could put our work together and how um, well maybe you could explain your you you know your yeah. problem. How I, how, I, how, I, how
2: I talk to you, I don't know. To do. <laughs> it was nice because you sent me an email with this proposal of, mm-hmm. of me showing my work here. And uh, your reasons for asking me was so good because I remember I was thinking that this theme about mm-hmm. territories, also linked to Uranienstrasse mm-hmm. and the gentrification of the city of Berlin and so on and also the change of landscapes which we are both working on that was uh, like so many interesting things to to connect to my own work Mm -hmm. because my own work is much about places Uh, as i think that's what we have much in common that Mm -hmm. when we do work we go to places and we investigate places in a very Arche- architectural way, but also mm-hmm. in a more sort of uh, anthropological and uh, archaeological way as well. Mm-hmm. So um, Charlotte been to these places for um, with uh, coal mines in Germany, uh, and I'm investigating into uh, the, cha- the change of landscapes that, uh, archaeolo- mm-hmm. um, that archaeologists are doing when they do excavations. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the project that I'm showing here, it's uh, the result of uh, my collaboration with the uh, Museum of Cultural History in Oslo. And I worked with them for three years and I followed a big uh, prehistoric excavation project so I went with the archaeologists out in the fields and worked with them for two summers. Yes. And then I followed the work they did after this uh, by recording all the finds and how they work academically with making reports and reason for the cultural heritage and how they work with knowledge production basically yes. and also where Uh, the artifacts are ending up in the the end, Mm -hmm. in the cellar, away, locked away for the public, or whether they end up in the museum. Uh, So that was a super interesting project to do. So uh, after that, I I worked with them from 2015 until 2018, uh, and I'm still very much in this process of uh, investigating how we are actually making our cultural heritage, how the knowledge production is made, and uh, why it's made the way it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm asking questions in my work about uh, the archeological methodology, where it comes from, and how they actually are excavating the past, Mm -hmm. and how our collective memory is, is made. Uh, Physically, as well as theoretically,
0: yeah. yeah. So, Charlotte, maybe do you want to extend the information that Nina already started about your work and then how your work evolved and then how it is in relationship with Nina's work in the exhibition? Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I've seen her website and some work she's doing,
1: of course she has a different starting point. But there are some connections, like you know, uh, because I wonder how change uh, landscape by human in- invention is the word, and uh, and how you know how influenced is our all, whole environment by that. So I'm very much over the years I'm very much uh, working about the climate change and. Yeah, I'm, I'm visiting, like Nina said, I'm visiting different places or do excursions, trips to different places in the world and bringing and taking photos there and bringing it together and assembling it in a new way in collages. So I have these photo collages and also started with 3D collages. I um, can show you later with this viewer. So, it's much more, you know, it's kind of an invention, so none of these uh, landscapes is existing, of course not, but um, all is related to another. So, it's influenced by like the mining area in South America. It's related to uh, a house in Berlin, for example. I mean, it's said very simple, but um, everything is related how we consume the resources and uh, how we live and how we leave a landscape behind if we don't need it anymore or I've been in Iceland as an artist in residence in December and visited, uh, visited the glaciers as well because yeah it's obviously a theme, uh, the climate change and um, I don't want to to do collages like, yeah, now you can see the climate change or something like that. So I'm trying to be a little more, more kind of poetic or something like that. And uh, just the the viewer himself has to, to see what's maybe all in some landscape, even when it's not like, yeah, here happens that and so on. So maybe that's a connection between our works that uh, we show kind of a landscape which all is in the mm-hmm. landscape which kind of culture and uh, what people do with that or have done with that and what's maybe the future of that mm-hmm. so it's all so it's so it depends from the past and the future mm. so it's all related the different places are related and the cultures yeah, that's true, because at the end of my film, I'm showing a, a film,
2: ten minutes long, mm-hmm. and it shows the uh, archaeological work, the actual excavation work, and in the end of this film you can see what's, what the landscape is today, four years after mm-hmm. the actual excavation. It's a motorway, a highway, huh. so, uh, so that was the reason why the excavation project was doing uh, this um, uh, prehistoric.
0: So I they found it actually that arch- like an archaeological site while they were building up the. Yeah, the rail. first, uh, the main reasons
2: why archaeological projects start are, in Norway at least, is often that it's like a highway which is going to be built, or maybe uh, some building somewhere, yeah. And the archaeologists, they are extremely good at reading the landscape, Mm -hmm. so they know where in the landscape, for example, the prehistoric settlements would be. Because they know the height of the water or the water level, like uh, 10, 12,000 years ago. And then they can measure where these prehistoric people would prefer prefer, uh, to live or to settle down. Mm-hmm. And they travelled a lot, so they travelled by the coastline. So they know uh, s- just about where these settlements are, and if there is going to be built a motorway, then they they have to. It's it's like regulated that you have to okay. do pre uh, like uh, archaeological investigations beforehand. It's
0: interesting yeah.
2: to know. Yeah, the highway producer <laughs> is paying for the archaeological digging. Uh-huh. So the museum is actually getting a fee from the from the roadworks. So that's that's a good way to finance cultural heritage, I think, yes. in some ways. But it's also a very brutal history, because when I followed uh, all these excavations, I followed about twenty of them, uh, and I must say I got very fond of uh, the way. The archaeologists worked, they had a deep respect, of course, of of what they found. And um, for me, it was a very special experience to to stand on the same level of soil which uh, a settlement, like a prehistoric settlement, had been on uh, 12,000 years ago. So their actual people had been going, walking, sleeping, eating at this This layer of soil, basically, Uh, and for me to go back four years later and see that it's uh, like a highway on top of this uh, this place that I felt so fond of, uh, it's quite brutal. Yeah, but it's it's life. Yeah, Yeah. that's the way it is. (laughs) It's not as bad as a as a coal mine, I suppose. And from prehistory, you, you found, find more or less, in Norway at least, because of the climate and the soil and everything, you find more or less stone tools, yeah. so you don't find so much. Um, you can find structures of houses or, or like tents mm-hmm. more tent-like in the soil. You can see it on, on the colour of the soil, but you don't actually find uh, so much uh, leftovers from houses or buildings.
0: So the exhibition will be open on September 25th Mm -hmm. and then how long the exhibition will stay at Scotty? On the 7th of November. Yeah. So six weeks. Six weeks. Yeah, we open
1: every Thursday and Friday from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. So, yeah, and I'm going to be here a few days this whole time so because yeah, it's yeah. nice to meet the people
0: in the, the exhibition and talk about the work and everything you mentioned that you have the film mm-hmm. and you mentioned that you have collage images But mm-hmm. well, there are more materials yeah sure That's yeah about them too. i'm working
2: both with video and photography and sculpture yeah. and installations So here I'm showing a sculpture which is uh, an actual imprint of a test pit. So um, it's in velvet uh, and uh, the archaeologists are always doing uh, like surveys before they start to excavate and then they are um, digging squares of the size of 50 by 50 centimeters in a quite distance. In a quite big area, mm. to see whether they have any findings in these small squares, and if they ha- have any findings, they go further, and they uh, and they excavate more. So that's the first initial survey. So I've uh, made an imprint of a test pit, basically, mm. and this velvet is it's covered in uh, this gold yellow. So it's. Uh, it's playing around with this idea that in popular popular science, it's always told that, or you get the impression that when archeological diggings happens, they always find something straight away, or they find like very valuable pieces. It's like when you hear about it in, in the news. Um, but also it's, it's a lot of work before they find anything. Uh, which I'm showing in this video. Uh, they're mainly showing the work, the, the, the actual physical work, basically. Uh, and also, in addition to that, I have some sculptures so in ceramic and, and uh, concrete.
0: Mm-hmm. What is the title of the project?
2: Uh, the situations was the initial title of the project uh, which I did with the archaeologists, this collaboration. And now I've, uh, I've got uh, three new pieces with me for this exhibition. And that's uh, the title for those pieces are um, Methods of Pattern Making. Because I find uh, uh, it's very interesting to see how this archaeological methodology connects with modernity. So when they dig out um, a big area, they do it in a grid pattern, these 50 by 50 centimeters. So uh, the holes or the cavities in the nature becomes in these geometrical shapes. So for every settlement they find, it's like a big cavity, all the soil is gone. So I've been investigating into these, uh, these places and made a positive imprint of this negative space basically. Mm. So that's the, the concrete sculpture, you can see that it looks like a brutalist architecture because it's such a geometrically shaped um, sculpture, yeah, and that's from the actual digging, just scaled down, in nice, yeah.
1: What is the title of your series Charlotte? I have a lot of series of them and they're all called patchwork because the, every collage is an individual title but it's more a mixture of you know some letters where I have been for mixing together all these collages so it's not like a ha 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 explanation or something like that it's more like that I know okay this is mica, this is Torpo so it's more kind of family names,
0: but they are coming from the places, so I mix the words. So, but is it more like a word game that you have, no. or more like an abstract way of? No, I give you an example.
1: It's like um, I don't have all the names in my in my mind. I just try to invent it now. It's like okay, I have been in Detroit in this. So this collage I have been in uh, on this glacier in Iceland and I have been in, Lause, in the Lausitz in, in Germany, the mining area. So I make it D-la-glage, something like that. Yeah, so yeah. d la okay. And then I go, ah, it's d la Gleife. And I think, wow, so it's a good name. <laughs> <laughs> a good name. <laughs> So I, I'm sticking with that. But I still have to look, OK, what? <laughs> but it's the main, so I don't have it in my mind so the whole series is called Patchwork yeah. 3 or something like that because I'm working in different sizes I started with this very postcard uh, sizes, very small sizes and I also have some bigger sizes but for this exhibition I'm going with a 20 by 30 size yeah, because I thought it's good to have very different collages as well to have different kind of territories.
0: So each image has more than three or four places? Yeah, or it depends. Two. Some have
1: maybe only two. Mm. They also exist, but some have much more. It really depends. So I don't have a rule for that. Mm. So.
0: There's some absurdity in those collages as well, though. Yeah. So some irony and an absurdity, but also mm-hmm. some kind of slap on your face kind of situations. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they look like. Yeah, it's really it's a kind
1: of fun to doing it because it's a I cut it with a scissor. Um, i you know I did a lot of collages before on the computer, and I did it again for the three D collages because this doesn't work. You can't be so exactly with a scissor so we have to do it on the computer but uh, this kind of manual working it's really it's really fun I must say it's really I really love it so um, it's a kind of going backwards to, to the roots or something like that yeah and I like that you see the paper cuts and still you have the illusion aha uh-huh, this, this is a landscape um, but mm. you, even if you see the paper cuts and you, it's a kind of absurdity. Mm. So but it's it's funny how the easy VI got tricked or mm. um, to say, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I also have a video on a, it's not ready and I <laughs> still have to work on it and have to edit it until tomorrow for the opening. But it's more or less ready now. Um, I will show it in uh, a, virtual reality glasses, so it's on phone, a really small video, so I'm working there with uh, fire because this is one of the issues I'm dealing with in the last years because fire, of course, changes the landscape very much and it's also related to the climate change and um, yeah. So I built a model for that and learning this and yeah, enjoying it in a, in a kind of a virtual reality. So it's a kind of related to the collages as well, because I'm assembling different things there and also to
0: the 3D collages as well. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for <laughs> your yeah, interest. <laughs> nice. yeah. And mm-hmm. good luck with the exhibition in the next six weeks. Yeah, Thank you Thank very you. much. Art Next Door Prepared by Tucci Era Art Next Door is a biweekly radio show on Keith FM.